Welcome to Emotional Sobriety. Welcome to the show. Uh, we have Joe C back on the podcast, uh, my personal favorite guest, and we're going to be talking about emotional sobriety, stewardship, and service. And he's written this excellent uh, Grapevine. It, was it for the Grapevine uh, publication or just a blog post about it? No, I was channeling the zeitgeist of the Grapevine and mm -hmm. because I was talking to you guys about we should talk about emotional sobriety in the traditions you know you've done emotional yeah. sobriety in the steps what about the rest of the process mm -hmm. and then the grapevine came out with this whole article devoted to service in recovery and so i sort of channeled their thought pattern at the same time anyway you were complimenting me i didn't mean to <laughs> well it's great to see you <laughs> great to see you again and um you know i think like I'm at a point in my recovery where, um, you know, uh, I hope that I'll be taking my cake uh, for five years in May. I can navel gaze a bit much at times. I go to less physical meetings since COVID. I do many virtual. My connection to community and kind of like the more obvious vectors for service, you know, sometimes I get a little bit lost in the woods. You're talking about this like, like you're apologizing that you're not doing enough service. This is service. This is helping mm -hmm. the still suffering uh, addict. Uh, mm -hmm. All of the engineering you do when Tom and I go about our day, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's service. <laughs> the stuff you do up front is service. The stuff you do behind the scenes is service. And, and that's the point of it. I, I mean, I can encapsulate what I rambled on in my uh, March uh, blog about in just a, a few sentences. And then... You guys can say which direction you want us to take this because we can go anywhere. But we talk about recovery, but the uh, AA or any other sort of paradigm for uh, recovery is described as a, like a three-legged stool, recovery, unity, service. And it isn't you do one and then you do the other and then you do the other. Otherwise, you're sitting on a one-legged stool for a while and that's never going to work. Uh, and we show great leadership in recovery, helping the still suffering through the step process, reading together, sponsorship. But then we just sort of point them and say, now go show your gratitude and do some service. And we send them out alone to do that. And then we wonder why so few people are engaged in the you know, organizational part of recovery and our fellowship and getting involved. And maybe we just don't do enough in terms of, uh, um, you know, bringing them along to the intergroup meetings, bringing a newcomer to the district meeting or an area assembly. I just learned a new word from uh, Bill Shaberg. He's the author of... Uh, writing the big book, The Creation of AA, and he calls himself uh, a communitarian. And communitarianism, ah, is a, isn't it great? Emphasizes the connection between the individual and the community. Its overriding philosophy is based upon the belief that a person's social identity and uh, personality is largely modified uh, by community relationships. And with a smaller degree uh, on individualism. And our, our first tradition is the common welfare comes first. But if you read it, it says like individual 
considerations are not excluded. Just we have to right. put the needs of, of the whole before the needs of the one. I just remember that bit from your blog that I really like kind of honed in on is that, you know, not self-help, but mutual aid, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a bit of a misnomer because you don't just help yourself and then get on with your life. Uh, some people do, and there's no wrong way to do AA. There's no right way to do AA. Or again, these things would apply to, you know, a buddhist approach to things with dharma recovery or refuge recovery they would apply to a she recovers or a women for sobriety or uh you know a, a religious approach to recovery uh, you know you can't get away from the fact that uh, recovery is contagious you know we catch it from other people who are displaying the sort of pro-social behaviors that that we need to incorporate in our lives and so it involves other people. And, and the point is that not that I have a duty to go and put on a meeting because someone put on a meeting for me. That's part of it, sure. But the reality yeah. is the best of my emotional sobriety has come from those boring committee meetings and the difficult business meetings and the stuff where you really test your emotional sobriety. Yeah, if you want to test emotional sobriety, as far as I'm concerned, go to a meeting. Go, not, I'm not talking about AA meeting. Go, go to some administrative meeting about something. Then, That's then right. you get it. Like we're <laughs> go like, okay, well, let's let's all talk about this and say the same thing three more times, and then we'll we'll have a coffee break. You teach by a demonstration, or I guess this is part of attraction, not promotion, right? It is. It is. It's it's sort of like making it attractive as opposed to making it. A responsibility. Can I do more when I uh, do a lead or share my story to talk about my journey in the service part of AA? You know, what I've gotten like emotionally and, you know, in terms of meaning in my life and in going through archives at the general service conference, right? What, what I've gotten, mm -hmm. you talk about being at a business meeting outside mm -hmm. of recovery mm -hmm. and everyone needs to hear themselves talk. And there's, you can see the politics of work mm -hmm. and the empire yeah. builders and uh, the smartest voice in the room is the introvert who mm -hmm. never gets a chance to talk. We see that, mm -hmm. but, but we learn some things in sort of bloodying our nose and in difficult business meetings and being a general service rep that grow new muscles that make us better in those situations. And all, even our relationships at home, we hear things in our head, right? You know, mm -hmm. principles before personalities. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. absolutely it's not all it's, about me all those kinds of things that uh, emotional i have, I have the about. serenity prayer on, on endless loop you know in my head uh, you know i, I i'm trying to stop saying endless loop tape because i realize we're we're getting to generations nobody, who are knows, be, what tape nobody knows what i'm talking about <laughs> hey i know i know what you guys are talking about uh, but you know the the other thing though I think about along these lines is is from a, I'm thinking of it in terms of of some of the, the therapy I've done with folks. It's like sometimes for me with people it begins with talking to them about how they do in grocery store lines, you know. And this is definitely a, that's a place to, to to take your emotional sobriety for sure, and you and, and to witness lots of different levels of of that. And uh, but the the idea and I have one particular person. She's not. She's a she's kind of a, a somebody I'm mentoring for for several years now, and it's like. 
not not a client per se, but but it was she was she's a really angry person or has I grew up very angry and she had every reason to if you knew her if you knew her life story you go like why aren't you more mad you know it's like and 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 but she's actually a very the, one of the kindest people I know and you know and and she's one of those people that doesn't throw hand grenades at others she falls on them herself you know, and, and, and takes a lot, takes a lot of damage. But one of the things that was really hard was she's uh, part of that anger is impatience, you know, and people don't, people don't think about that as an anger issue, but it is, it, it's impatience is, is uh, among other things, a, a, a con contributor to anger. Uh, and we just started talking about looking for opportunities in her life, just to be kind to other people, just to have exchanges, to be kind to people and and think about what it, what it feels like. And it's like, and I'm thinking about when you're talking about this, the bigger pandemic to the service work, it's the same thing. It's the same feeling. It's, it's like, you know, I may, I may drag myself to something I said I would do for somebody and go, oh, I don't want to do that. You know, when I, when I committed to it, it seemed like a good idea, but I've never done that where I, where once, once I was doing it, once I, and, and once it was done that I regretted it. You know, it's it's like you you Never. run better energy through yourself when you're being kind and and being of, of help to people. Yeah, it 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 doesn't help one person; it helps both yeah. people. Right. I like yeah. I like to say a couple things. Uh, Joe, you really helped me by asking me one week to. Well, it, what happened was that you asked me to speak uh, at a meeting one week, and then. At that meeting, I met somebody else who uh, asked me to participate in a meeting, I think the following night or maybe two nights later. And I wasn't aware until after I did it, but I was feeling kind of like, um, I don't know, just kind of alienated, I guess, or like not, you know, I the meeting, I hadn't been going to as many meetings and then the quality I felt of my connection to those meetings one isn't as good. And, you know, by you just kind of I'm, you have a habit from all your, you know, uh, time uh, in these spaces and kind of like, um, you know, uh, uh, people know you, you know, and you, you're you're pretty uh, heavily connected. And by like sharing that connection or kind of like trying to cultivate it, you know, like I, I felt that I was really kind of um, boosted, you know, uh, in my, um, yeah. you know, uh, the quality of my connection to recovery and, and to other people. and. Um, you know, that's definitely like a lesson I want to try and, you know, pay that forward or kind of like, you know, if I could just, you know, kind of uh, if I can give that to others, I think that would be really good. And 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 then on top of that, I've been thinking a lot lately about I wish there was more I could do. Or, and, and maybe if you guys think of anything, you could tell me uh, to help the alcoholic that still suffers. There's like a couple of people in my life who are still uh, drinking and using and suffering greatly. And it's attraction, not promotion. It's hard to watch. I wish there's more I could do, I guess, you know, to. Some people are more uh, interventionists than I am. Mm -hmm. Like, like I, if someone asks, I drop everything I'm doing. They have my full, complete and undivided attention. Absolutely. But other people are good at challenging their friends, not because I'm being critical, not because, uh, you know, I'm fault finding because I love you, because I care, because I'm concerned, you know, I want to challenge you on your drinking habits. I think they're uh, self-harm. Let's, can we talk about that? And uh, I, I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, 
maybe Tom is. I don't know, but uh, I, I'm no, like no, I, Patrick. Yeah, no, I'm not. I know I'm not. I'm not a. Um, uh, although I was when I was drunk. By the way, I was. I was I was uh, uh, I was I was an alcoholism counselor long before I got sober, and and I mean in, in one of the most embarrassing stories I can tell, and it's like it's it's uh, I've, I've come I've worked through a lot, but I, I can feel it now. It's, it's like a it still carries some embarrassment that I'm working through. Is like I used to be uh, I used to go I'm living in Nashville here, and and uh, we go to the place to call the Bullpen Lounge. It was a big country music place, and I mean lots of people, and there and and. Uh, I, I would hand out my business cards to people that I was drinking with that I thought had a problem with alcohol. It's like, <laughs> I was, I was shit faced. Keep in mind. I, I, just, awesome. I just thought they were drunker, you know, <laughs> I heard a story of a Catholic priest in, uh, um, I don't know if it was Northern Ireland or Dublin, but he would go to the church. He, you have to meet people where they're at, right? Yeah. <laughs> like to help them. And he was, <laughs> he was drunker than they were, right? That's good. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, it's just, it's, ama it's amazing how, um, I, I used to say when people would be, I'd be working with people in early recovery, they would say, Oh, I'm so stupid. And, and I used to re rescue them immediately. Oh no, it's not stupidity. It's a disease. And so now, now I have a much br a briefer response, which is, yeah, that's one of the things that alcoholism does. It makes otherwise intelligent people shit, shit, dumb. It's like just dumber than, than you can possibly imagine. It's like, yeah. it, it, cause you're, you're operating off of a different value system entirely. You, you, uh, you know, and you're completely go back to the, to our topic. You're completely isolated. It's, I want to go back to something that you, that you said, Patrick, uh, uh, about Joe. And I can't remember if you, you didn't say it this way, but you were saying that something about it's very natural for Joe to, to be of service. And, and, and I, and I, whether you used it or I came up with it, I just thought, yeah, he has, it's a habit. He has, he has a habit of being of service. It's like a learned it, habit. Yeah. That that's it moved from that. It's moved into that unconscious competence part where it's like, you just, you, you just respond in that way. And what a way, what a way to share. And this is one of the things I want to say to you, Patrick, you, you, you're probably contributing more than you know, because we're always sending out the ripple effect of our, of our lives and of our, and of our recovery. And so, so just even, even if you just have contact with those people at all, I mean, and that doesn't mean you have to, because sometimes that's not good for us, but it's like, uh, you know, talk, you're giving the attraction part a, a chance to work. You know, you're the, you're the guy there that's not using, not drink, not drinking. Uh, but, but, I, but I want to go back even farther to where, you know, you talked about going to the meeting that Joe, Joe had asked you to speak at, and then you know, that's Joe's ripple effect hitting your ripple effect. You talk to some people, they hear you that something's happening there. Another person there, you know, connects with you is, you know, we're, I just like to picture our ripple effect coming out from all of us all the time. You know, it's like, it's not, it's, you don't, we don't have any choice about that. We have choice about what kind of ripple effect we're sending out. But but it's, uh, you know, because I was sending, you know, when I, when I was recruiting clients at the bullpen lounge when I was drunk, that was, you know, I'm, I'm rippling, but I'm not I'm not doing it in a, in a good way. One of the things in my early sobriety, while I was secretly ambivalent, I was planning my escape. I was saying all the right things, mm -hmm. uh, but I I. I didn't see a future for me in recovery. Mm -hmm. 
they got me not coming to meetings and observing them but participating you know mm. could you make the coffee next saturday sure mm. and that became a, a regular commitment where they gave me the key and i was setting up the chairs and making coffee now mm -hmm. i'm engaged i'm engaged mm -hmm. in the recovery community and while i'm in my waffling I got to figure out a way where I can still do acid and be sober or, mm -hmm. you know, you know, like nobody comes here looking for the straight edge life for the rest of my life thing. They just want to get the heat off. They want to find the loophole, you know, like, mm -hmm. like I understand that. But what they did with me in that state is they got me speaking at high schools, uh, like, a, you know, someone who knew a little bit about AA from public information would just bring me along to share my story as a youth in addiction and a and in early recovery but but I'd be there observing how they're talking about AA I'd see how the other students are responding to it I felt like I was giving back to my community and now I'm hooked right you know yeah. that's uh that's a drug I need more of every day the, the first one's free yeah it's like uh but yeah, you and and Patrick. One of the things to notice about this is is just to, to take how they're they're influencing Joe. Our, the interventions we do are just little mini interventions. You know, how do we, how do we get Joe to how how do we possibly get Joe to 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 lighten up about this or loosen up about this? Is oh well, let's have him make the coffee. You know, let's have him go do a speak, speak, you know, it's like when you say, you speak, you know, you're ambivalent and you're speaking to, to, to students. It's like I, I think of a, a quotation from one of Richard Bach's novels called Illusions. And it, and it yeah. says, we teach best what we most need to learn. And, and, and God, is that true? It's like, you know, the idea that, that we teach best what we most need to learn. It's like, I mean, how many times have we, have any of us been actually saying something, sharing something with somebody and have the light bulb come on at the same time that, that, that oh, I'm not doing this. You know, I call it the principle of hypocrisy. You know, it's like it's like we need to take advantage of it. It's like recognize when when we're when we're actually presenting a better a better a better version of ourselves than we actually are, and rather than sh go into shame about that, like I would would have in the past easily, I say, okay, well, it's time for me to up my game. Saying yes to things as much as possible has helped me a lot and right. also not focusing as much and now this is the part that might be stickier but like not focusing as much on what the outcome of the things i do is going to right. be um, yeah. when it comes to service or or my, my my belonging to the community the world needs stewards now and mm -hmm. you know they're in early aa uh huxley thought you know we got to take this sort of aa thing and spread it out around the world beyond people with addiction mm -hmm. and bill wilson thought that was a little you know <laughs> you know that, that that's not quite what he was interested in wait wait I say mean, say I, that again what, what did he want to do uh, huxley thought this sort of aa-ness you know the steps and the traditions was the the way to run the world aa is uh, structurally, what D. Hawk, who uh, the late D. Hawk, who was the CEO of Visa Finance, he called a chaotic organization, mixing chaos and order. 
and it's the opposite it's the antithesis of the top-down command and control type of structure that mm -hmm. most of capitalism is built on mm -hmm. and no i, th I think russell brand i get the sense that's exactly what he would like to do that's his project he wants to make the world into an a meeting which i think is kind of beautiful if impractical yeah yeah yeah, yeah i i think so i think his book i uh, did a couple of things it, it was it was it was tremendously sincere I, I having never met him and never seen anything he did i didn't like him but i loved his book mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, like i had prejudged him by the package he looked like he was like pop culture you know sort of you know very shallow and he's not that at all like i was uh, right. dead wrong very sincere book and and he also had a way he the the f steps right admit that you're effed right could you be mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. effed could you by mm -hmm. yourself get uneffed make a list of the people you've effed right, right? you know that was just a, a little bit of rule 62 when we really needed it when people are taking things right. a little bit too seriously well and getting you know as, in my version of that too would be, be what, what, rather than the whole thing just say well, what could i do today to be a little bit less effed yeah, you know yeah. just 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 a movement in the in the right in the right direction uh, yeah, it, but but when you say that, I just need to I need to acknowledge, you know, my my history of of judging people over and over and over again through my life. And one of the things you could you could you could you could almost when we look back through it, you could almost guarantee that when I'm judging somebody very harshly, I barely know them. And I think again, this is something we learn in this process. We learn to approach people in situations with a beginner's mind with mm -hmm. a positive expectation, with high regard for the other person. Like we're dealing mm -hmm. with people who, you know, you know, addicts in the worst state of their life, and we view them in high regard. We just mm -hmm. habitually do that. We treat them as a peer and uh, see, we can see what they have to work with and where they can get started better than they can, right? And, right. and I think that, do repeating that just sort of builds all of those things that makes us better at all other areas of life and can lead to mm -hmm. stewardship leadership and that type of thing well go, go ahead uh, i was going to say the steps are vital and useful but they're not particularly original there isn't a single original idea in the 12 steps right but the traditions are remarkable they're very insightful, and I, I think they uh, speak better to uh, the uniqueness of this AA legacy, which, you know, this sort of chaotic structure with no top down where the mm -hmm. the um, it, all control is at the peripheral, like the group has ultimate authority. It doesn't have to be part of the AA structure, and it can still call itself an AA group and bark demands to the general service office anytime it wants. That's completely legitimate. Or they can get engaged to whatever degree they want to get engaged. And, and that's what this sort of type of structure is. And that might be... Um, yeah, that might be something for the masses. That's something we can take into uh, our community activity with, with these sort of ideas in mind, right? Like, let's only be as organized as we need to be. Let's not get married to Robert's rules of orders. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, right. because measuring like chaos and order, I, I prefer spontaneity 
and uh, order because mm-hmm. I, I, I come from chaos. When I came to AA, I needed some structure, absolutely. But I didn't need rigidity. And, and we can be rigid in AA, and that's not helpful to anybody. But mm-hmm. order and spontaneity, I think, are the perfect blend, right? Too much spontaneity, all chaos, no structure. That's no good. That's destructive. But going the other way is no good either. Too much structure, having a rules-based AA. Where, I mean, that's a great idea, but who's going to police it? Who's going to be right. in charge of vetting groups and individuals? Like it, it would be unworkable. And that's where the traditions were so brilliant. And nobody wanted them. The visionary, mm-hmm. the founder, had this idea that was almost unsalable, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone brags about him now, mm-hmm. but nobody at the time was going, that's a great idea, Bill. Mm-hmm. You're really on to mm-hmm. something. They, yeah. they eyed it with suspicion. Yeah, a lot, a lot of a lot of good ideas. We look back at that and in, in history and realize that you know everybody, every you know certain certain people in history. You go like if you've traveled back in time in that person's uh, uh, lifetime, it's like you'd find they they weren't necessarily you know as popular as you think because it's a lot of times because like you were talking about sometimes they're causing trouble. You know the what John Lewis called you know good trouble. You know, yeah. just stirring, stirring stuff up. But the other, when you're talking about the, I like, I like the use of the word uh, uh, spontaneous there. And and uh, and when you're when you and when you're you're holding your hands up and talk, you know, sp- you know, spontaneous and and uh, organized or or structured over here. And one of the things that that has really occurred to me throughout my recovery and also my career is that that very often we even when we look at stuff like that we still stay in a binary mindset is it yeah. this or is it that and it's yeah. not even it's not always a blend when i i i prefer continuums i love continuums yeah. and the mm-hmm. and the goal is is not to be dead center in the continuum which is another thing that people will think you're supposed to do no the goal is to be able to travel the entire continuum it's yeah. like if if you know if if being rigidly structured is at one end of that, I, I may run into a situation in which that's exactly what's called for. You know, thank that you I, for I, that. I, I, I need to I, do that. I fall prey to that, always wanting to be in perfect balance in the middle. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. you know, some of my greatest ideas come from living at oh, the yeah. edge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's just like, it's, it's, it's like, you just want to want to get some, some, you know, WD 40 and just be sure the continuum is, is, is lubricated enough so I can move back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, depending on the situation, you know, and that's just about, cause that's also one of the things we're doing in our recovery is we're, we're uh, regaining or for me gaining for the first time, uh, good judgment how to how to how to have good judgment in my in my daily life daily life the and, particular oh i want to hear you go first joe sorry no no well i was going to go back to uh your concern about uh being more of an advocate for recovery like you talked about two things your five year coming up maybe mm-hmm. you can invite them and, and if you do invite friends to an aa celebration invite introduce them to people so they feel comfortable there and make sure you explain they're here to support me they're not here for our sobriety they're just 
here to support mm -hmm, me. Mm -hmm. And so people don't circle them and start giving them the 20 questions. <laughs> you know, that's that's such a that's such a wonderful idea. And, you know, there's this, this particular friend of mine and I actually met him when I was in treatment somewhere like years ago while I was still trying to get it. And this friend of mine that I, I will take your advice and I will invite him to my uh, cake day at my home group. But he uh, went, went to my last one, too. Um, and but man, do I relate to that ambivalence he has about like, yeah. I know that he calls me, he calls me a lot and I don't always pick up, but he, he sees what I'm doing and he wants some of that. But also, you know, he. Uh, he's in pain and he just like, you know, I think that like he still on some level feels that it works for him to kind of live the life that he's living, you know, or, it, you know, it. There, there's a kind of comfort and familiarity to it you know maybe i'll just i'll strip away the comfort just familiarity and um yes but but i know that these yeah. things can take years and years and i uh maybe like i was going to ask you guys about the particular um quality of emotional sobriety and how service uh materializes within that framework and i think maybe just the um the spontaneity and to not apply rules so much on like, you know, where does the service go and where does it come from? And emotional sobriety is about flexibility, right? So maybe there it's a, it's a more of a, a broad accommodation of different kinds of, you know, service. Well, being, okay. being a community, what is that? What's the term? A, a communitarian. It's communitarianism or being a communitarian. Yeah, yes. that's, that's a part. Of, now, now, I want to, when, when I have something that's great, I want to be sure and quote the uh, cite the source. Who, who is it oh, that says that? You can get it right off of Wikipedia. You can find, if you Google it, you'll find it for sure. Okay. Okay. It's like, because, I mean, that's what I was thinking in terms of when we're talking about, you know, the, the miracle of, of the, the organization organization of AA, you know, I mean, when I was, when I was coming up in my education, uh, you know, people, they, they was cited by one of my professors as, as this impossible to explain, you know, worldwide leader, leaderless organization, you know, if, if anybody's ever tried to have a leaderless group, you know, if six or seven people, it's like, it's like, it's, it's so hard to do. I mean, I did. I worked a lot with group dynamics and stuff. It's so hard to do. It's like it. It is. It is absolutely fascinating. And I think you know we can look at it and explain some of that and see how it's working. But how it came. How it came to be. I have no idea. That's that's uh, a, a strange well, evolution. Don't have far to look like sometimes I'm talking about this and I can tell people are resisting. I I can hear them thinking. Joe, that's a beautiful liberal myth. Very nice. But this is the real world, right? Or, or a libertarian myth. Uh, and okay, well, let's give some concrete examples of where chaos and order work in perfect harmony. The universe, nature, evolution. We're just going back to the basics. We're not inventing yeah. something new, right? We're just... Mm -hmm stripping away all of that man-made type of approach to constructs mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. has to be competitive and has to be binary, you know, and it doesn't. Absolutely. That's <laughs> well, humans, you know, they thrive, they can thrive in structures, but they also like yeah. to, uh, to digress. <laughs> so, well, that's another thing that is, you know, just 
if you only think of AA service as working with another alcoholic one-on-one, that's great for extroverts. Mm -hmm. How are introverts going to get engaged and stay in service? One of the articles in the grapevine is confessions of a spreadsheet loving nerd. She found Mm -hmm. her service and uh, uh, love uh, from, you know, the area assembly, right? Where she got to do things behind the scenes in the service of others planting a shade tree under which she will never sit right you know Mm -hmm. things for the future to ensure a future for others and without having to you know just take a pill from the hyper stimulation of uh, an AA meeting right where you know there's 50 people everyone's wants to talk next and that, that can be rough on certain individuals and there's so much that needs to be done and there's no there's no sign up sheet there's no vetting there's no waiting list you can be going to uh, a treatment center uh you know next week you can be chairing your group's meeting uh sometime this month you you can be helping co-host the zoom uh tomorrow like and, mm-hmm. and you're not expected to be the expert you're expected to just be willing to try and learn mm-hmm. where else do you find on the job training like find, uh, here well the other thing you're talking about too is is in terms of the extroverts versus the, the introverts it's like like is that that you, your your service work doesn't have to be done on stage you know, it's yeah. like, you know, there are, you know, there are, there, there are some things that, that, you know, we, we may want recognition for maybe we, we, some people may want it more than others, but it's like, if somebody's a true introvert and it's going like, I'm not interested in that. I, you know, I don't, even, even if I'm just doing it and and then people are, uh, are going to respond to that, what I'm doing, it's like, I, I, I kind of, it's like anonymous giving. It's like, it's like, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's like, it's about your own integrity. It's like, I feel good about you know, and, and I think all of that blends together when we just talk about because about reconnecting to the hum, or connecting for the first time to to the rest of humanity. I mean, because that's that's what that's one of the things I learned and came to in, in the late probably the late 90s or mid 90s is is doing therapy was through that 80s and 90s the therapy it was so uh it was powerful stuff but but it it seemed to me to end with you know I've I've reclaimed myself and I'm taking care of myself and I have good boundaries for myself and it's like yeah. and I and I kept started thinking like like why are we doing that if it not if not to connect to reconnect to the rest of the world, to the universe. It's like, like, and, and I don't mean that as a, as a, a hi, oh, damn hippie, just, I mean, in terms of, no, I want to be a part of the, of the bigger working mechanism of this world, you know? And that's, I think that's why, you know, so I think of this as, as we, we take, we take ourselves as component parts of the whole and we work, work hard to, to, to repair ourselves, to heal ourselves. And, it, and, and the service part is part of the healing, but it's also part of reconnecting. Yeah. Becoming a communitarian. Becoming a community. And and it's not one or the other. It's not one, then the other. Right. It, 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 there are all ingredients. You can't make the cake without including all the ingredients. Absolutely. Absolutely. Being of service. uh, It just kind of reminds us that we are useful or like, you know, um, I, I guess what I'm talking about is like, um, how uh, it reflexively the act of giving service it can really nourish and kind of empower us in in you know selfish ways right 
selflessness. Well, yeah. And, and the truth is when you, when I'm working with somebody who has, who has very low self-esteem, who's, who's come from a, a traumatic background, for instance. And, and it's, it's like some things that was that some people may just take for granted, like the fact that if, if, if you do something to help somebody else, if you, if you're kind to somebody else, uh, that matters to that person. It's like, you'll be surprised how many people would not know that they go like, you know, because they, because they're coming from a, from a, uh, from an internal message that says, I don't matter. So therefore it's logic It's like, therefore I couldn't matter to this other person. And I want people to be able to see that, you know, I'm going back to the grocery store line. If, you know, if you, if, if the, if the person ahead of you in line was an asshole and you step up there with just the intention of being kind to the, to the, to the, to the person at the register, it's like you've helped that person. You've made it. You've made a difference in that person's uh, life. And it's like, and and this is where I'm saying to people, it's like, you know, we try to resist self-esteem, you know, because it's so foreign to us a lot of times when we first are in this stuff. But the idea is what I what I tell people to give to give yourself credit where credit is due is not just a right, but it's a responsibility. You need, you know, mm -hmm. you need to be, you don't, uh, we don't want, I don't want you thinking more highly of yourself than, than, than is congruent with what you're doing, but I want you to feel, I want you, I, it's not about being egotistical. It's just about saying, you know, I did that and it felt good. I felt, it felt right. Or I, I, I'm, I'm good at this thing. Uh, and, and people will, will go, oh, I don't want, I don't want to know that I'm having this power, this effect on other people, you know, even in a positive way, because it, it's, it's scary to reconnect only at the beginning. And the good news is, you know, what we can say to people is it, I promise you it, it gets better. It gets much better. And you move to, to the place where like Joe C, it becomes a damn habit. You know, this make, idea you know. of uh, anonymity, I think, when properly understood, is a good one. Like, it's an old-fashioned idea that, mm -hmm. oh, nobody should go on uh, CNN and talk about their recovery and their membership in AA. Mm -hmm. you, you know, that's that that was a concern mm -hmm. that proved not to be of any uh, consequence. Because mm -hmm. if Britney Spears has a relapse... People mm -hmm. don't think, oh, AA doesn't work. Not everybody, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They just mm -hmm. think Britney Spears needs help, right? You know, mm -hmm. uh, so there's plenty of times where these things have become public and, and mm -hmm. you know, sort of kitchen table discussion, uh, but it, it, it hasn't harmed, uh, you know, our yeah. reputation as a recovery community, uh, you know, like, but, but what does it mean? It means that we are, not about personality we're about principles mm -hmm. uh that um it's any any story is as valuable as the other story someone walking into the room it's so important to say okay uh like if i'm chairing a meeting okay i i just heard what uh neil said and i heard what zanner said and i kind of knew what they were going to say but you're new here Tell us what you think, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you're not indoctrinated with all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Give us a fresh, uh, a fresh uh, uh, look at things. Beautiful. And and they might say, "No, I just want to listen." Mm -hmm. That's fine. But mm -hmm. we invited them, just like mm -hmm. Patrick. You invite your friend to come and participate in your recovery, and they say yes or no. That doesn't matter. But it's the thoughtful gesture that uh, has a lasting ripple effect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think he thinks he matters, you know, but he does. Well, um, of yeah. course he does. Yeah. It's like, and, and it's, um, 
Yeah, that's it's it's a tough one to 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 get in when you when you spend a lifetime not knowing that, and it's not you know it's because it, because it, that's not something that you work on and becomes true. It's, it's already true, and it's you know it's it really is you know my my glasses being on my head and me telling you guys I'm distraught because I can't find my glasses. You know you look <laughs> you look at me and go go Tom this is this is so easy. It's like uh, simple but not easy. Well, I've never uh, I'm I'm. I, I'm sure people will be mad at me over time because I don't know how to not represent that I'm the rooms of AA have been a big help to me that the 12 steps and kind of like these, you know, I spent a lot of time in these spaces and um, I guess, yeah, uh, you know, uh, the anonymous aspect of, we don't really, you don't really talk as much about it. Like I, it's, I don't know, just to me, what identity I have, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was so that part of um, the equation was so crucial and so I don't know, uh, you know, it. I kind of need to say that that's where I am and that's where I've been, and you know. Well, I think yeah. I think we yeah. have to look yeah. at at the historical at the historical context because because you know when 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 people were first going to AA and stuff, I mean, it was it, we were we were talking about in 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 the in the whole culture, you know, alcoholism was, was seen as a, as a a short major shortcoming of people was, was, it was anything from just, you're just a a lesser person. You have, you're a weaker person or or you're an evil person. It's like, you know, with Jelinek's work, you know, it's like to change this into thinking of it as a disease. So that in primarily, so that basically it's about something that we can, we can treat instead of judge. You know, but but one of the things that that I think didn't what I was thinking about that a moment ago when when you were talking, Joe, it's like the one of the one of the results of how we have done this work as a as a as an organization as LIAA is has done this is that the world is the world is compl- very familiar with with the, what twelve steps of AA are. Now, some of them don't understand. They misunderstand them because they've never been there, and they judge them because they're scared. But, but you know, it, we understand it. It's like, and that's part of it. It's like the idea, yeah, the idea that that you have to, you know, you have to to protect your your uh, identity in there. You know, absolutely doesn't make any sense. I I was I'm in Nashville, and I mean, I always want to credit uh, the 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 country artist uh, Larry Gatlin. Cause, cause he was, he was, he was the first guy here that I know of. We were, we were working in, in, in some PR stuff with, with just getting the word out about alcoholism and, and, and Larry Gatling just, he, he came out and he was just as, you know, th- these days when you do that, I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful thing, but it's like, nobody had been doing that. He, he came out and talked about his, his addiction, his cocaine addiction. He told parts of his story that were just, you know, just, you know, sure initially were embarrassing as hell, but it's like, he did so much good he wasn't doing it as an advertisement for 12 step but it but it but you know and we got some flack from that kind of stuff because we didn't you know in the in the in the in the media stuff we didn't necessarily you know screen out you know you know references to 12-step programs or the or the phrases that people know are connected to 12-step program it's like well that's another thing about the chaotic organization is Mm -hmm. we don't have rules we have traditions Yes. No one enforces them. They're just, they're wise old sage-like ideas uh, that anyone can take or leave 
as they see traditions fit. So, uh, that's it i think about that with families traditions how boy, yeah. those, they create so many yeah. so many conflicts it's like but tr what about traditions that are flexible you know because yeah. you see people come to that let's well, you know what we we need to, we need to you know now that i'm no longer in that family I, I grew up in and i have a family of my own maybe we need maybe we can use some of that but maybe we can change the tradition maybe we can do this a little differently instead of instead of treating it like the the you know god's god's truth firm on principle flexible on method something Perfect. else i learned in aa service there was a uh uh former delegate of the area I'm in. And one of the things I admired most about this man is I knew he had strong opinions, but I never knew what they were mm -hmm. because he would talk about an issue at the general service conference and he'd start explaining one side of it. And you go, well, obviously, obviously mm -hmm. that's what we got to do. And then he'd start explaining the other side of it. Well, yeah, that was a dumb idea. Obviously, this is mm -hmm. the, <laughs> this I is what we got to consider. This. But he he gave both sides such reverence. You, you never knew where he personally stood because his role was to bring this back to everybody to judge for themselves, so they could tell him how he should go and vote for it. Right. So mm -hmm. he was just conveying the message and and he was able to do that in a way where he respected the fact that other people who disagree with me love aa as much as i do yes absolutely yep yep we, we can we can say the same thing about democracy yeah exactly yeah, yeah. that republicans love america democrats mm -hmm. love america right absolutely um, yeah. i just you know i have a different different way of yeah of well there's there's visualizing say, how to protect I, it well i say this to couples all the time because because very often what you're trying to get couples out of is just is just debating perception you know they'll you know I'll, I'll put an object between them that looks very different on each side and i'll say okay now tell describe what you see you know and 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 i and, you know they see what we're doing but i so i ask them to get in go ahead and get into an argument to try to convince their partner that what they're looking at is you know the the red back of a of a playing card and and the other the other person is 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 arguing no it's a seven of hearts you know it's it's like it's like i mean going it's like, i just going to have something very serious because there are there are two if you want to know about the whole you have to you have to be aware of multiple perspectives you know, mm -hmm. and, I, and I point out, and that's in that analogy that, that is it, and I'm, I'm sitting over here. I have a different perspective. If you hold, if I if I hold the card just right, I can't see either one of those. I can't see the back or the. It's, you know, I just see, I just see that the, there's a card there, and it's like yeah. just, we need to get to that place. That's where that's where problem solving happens. And that's another part of emotional sobriety about creative yep. problem yep. solving, yep. right? I love this topic uh, because there's so much more room for us to uh, speak to it. And Alan will be returning next week um, with Joe. And we're all mm -hmm. going to chop it up about recovery, emotional sobriety and service. So I'm really stoked uh, to see yeah, you guys Alan, again and to see Alan. He doesn't like being left out, man. It's like <laughs> Yeah, I, I can hear it already. Joe, I heard what you said, and I think what you meant to say was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Joe can be there while I'm not, uh, you know, while I'm absent, but uh, he better stick around when I return. That's right. That's <laughs> right. That's right. That's good. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, be well, guys, and we'll see you next week. Tinge your life. Tinge your myth. 
Cultivate your narrative with whomever you're with. Then with glass in hand and children on one knee, bring some stories. Bring your stories back to me. It ain't a crime to be a human. Never be ashamed to be yourself. Rest assured that whatever you're doing will entertain me like nobody else. So here's to us, my old friends. Until it's time to drink the wine and break the bread again. With glass in hand and children on one knee. Bring some stories. Bring your stories back to me.